This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that doesn't care about Rafa. What we care about is Chelsea FC. I think that, I mean, by the way, we've got an audience tonight. That's kind of a clue for audience oh! participation. <laughs> we don't care about Rafa, he don't care about us. All we care about is Chelsea FC. Two, three, four, wait, no, enough. All right, all right, all right. Once is enough. You know, we, we have to show some restraint. You know, it's a long show. Spanish wanker. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that too, yeah. Anyway, uh, as you probably realised... Uh, I have a script. I'll, I'll ask for, you know, heckle, yeah. Uh, right, it, um, to get on with the show, it's been about five years since the Chelsea Fancast has done a live show in a pub after a match. And I have to say, it is great to be back, and not just because of the beer... Uh, even better, this is the first time we've done a live podcast in a pub with beer with our Chelsea podcasting cousins from the US of A. USA. They are London. I mean, yeah, you know, USA. USA. Exactly. USA. USA. That's the, that is the kind of audience in participation I am talking about. In the hole. In the hole. And as always, and, and as always, the Yanks are overset, overpaid, and over here, and they were bloody late because we were supposed to be on air about forty minutes ago. But I love them so. <laughs> so um, it's kind of going to be a bit of a joint podcast between me and my lovely fancasters. We've got uh, Jonathan Kidd, we've got Alex Churchill, lovely, and we've got Dan. Hello, Dan, Dan, Dan. Yeah, they're all here. But of course. Enough of that. We've got the wonderful, the silky smooth, come on, you blues, Brandon Busby. Well, thank you, Chidge. It's uh, an absolute uh, pleasure to be here. We're yeah. super excited. I uh, brought Nick and Dan as well, so we have the entire London is Blue crew as well. 
Yeah. 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 I like applause. <laughs> I think we should have a word from uh, from uh, Nick. Well, let's and, do it. And Dan as well, oh, you know. Because that's we're going to mix it up. This is I kind of entitled this the London the Chelsea Fancast London is Blue mashup. Yes. So we need to have you all speaking at various times because we'll get to hear from Jonathan and yeah, Alex and Dan. I will. <laughs> no, I will. Because as I, as I rightly told you, I, I refrain from going for a piss before the show, knowing that I would have to, at which point so you'll you be able have to speak. To give them exactly. Well, us or who? Or, well, you can then fight them on yourself. <laughs> this is what it's like every week for me, mate. I tell you. Yeah. Feel my pain. Heckled by your own Feel my pain. Exactly. I am Nick. By the way, for those who don't know, who is who's intrigued by all this content right now? Have you guys seen a microphone before? Dan, thoughts? Uh, microphones are wonderful if you yep. know how to use them appropriately. I but it's, uh, it's great to be back and uh, to watch Chelsea beat Newcastle and uh, to embarrass Rafa again, which is uh, yes. was a good thing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Great kick of the ball, though. <laughs> um, and, just, and I think actually, just to prove that they are here, let's have a quick word from Jonathan, Alex, and Dan, just so they say hello. Hello, I'm Jonathan. I'm Alex, and I'm about to lick Jonathan. I'm I'm just going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and don't let the side down. You're supposed to be professional. You've got to speak to the mic like that. Not like that. Like that, not like that. That's great for anybody listening in black and white, obviously. Um, anyway, I think... Oh, that was brilliant. What was it? Well, I tell you what, Alex, it couldn't be worse than Michael Owen commentating on anything. <laughs> right, uh, right, just a little bit of, uh, you know, structure. There, believe it or not, there is kind of a script uh, and a structure to this. Uh, I think later Bullshit. on... The, exactly, thanks, Gaffer. Later on in the show, that will become apparent that that is a complete lie. But, until but... Then, until then. Just a quick summary to get us into this here thing. Uh, and as I said, anything can happen tonight. I don't know what's going to happen. That's the beauty of it. We're just going to roll with it. But obviously we're going to be discussing the Newcastle match. Uh, and what happened there, I, if I can remember the key issues in the moments. We did win, didn't we? 3-1, wasn't it? 3-1. Yes, yeah. I, I did think so. I'm just Woo! checking. Woo! Uh, we might have a quick discussion about Rafa's return, because I am... Yes, thank you. I am personally very upset that there's been a lot of revisionism going on about the fat Spanish waiter, and I think the record needs to be set straight. Uh, we're also going to be looking ahead to Atletico Madrid on Tuesday. We're going to be, obviously, the London is Blue Boys are going to be telling us what it's like to actually come over here for a game and experience the pre and the post match because there's been a lot of very good pre and post match today, and I can't wait to hear from them about that. Uh, the people that we went to see earlier, we did a book launch earlier for Mark Worrell's book, which you'll know about. People who listen to this show regularly will know because we've been plugging it for weeks. They're all so mashed in the Atlas that none of them have turned up. <laughs> and if they think that I won't remember that, I'm just going to say that my arms are long and my vengeance is total. <laughs> uh, but I do love them, really. Uh, but more important of all, I think the beauty of doing a live show like this, not just live, we do it live every week, but we don't do it in front of an audience. Live. A, we want an audience participation. If you feel the need to sing or shout or say, Rafa is a wanker, you knock yourselves out. But more important, we're going to have lots of questions, hopefully, from you later. So feel free to ask us. We'll tell you when that moment comes. I mean, enough of me. I think it's time we talked about Chelsea versus Newcastle, isn't it? Enough.
the only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. So, okay, there we go. On cue, on cue. So, uh, Brandon, I think over to you, mate. I think you should, you should get us into all of this because I can't remember the game. No worries at all. I think, uh, you know, as, <laughs> yes, I was actually there. As you normally start, I think, you know, just kicking off by the lineup, you know, looking at how the team set up with Courtois and Goal. Uh, I think the big thing was obviously, you know, Oscar Lequeta was actually captain for today because Cahill was out with Rudiger on the left. And then Andreas Christensen, the Danish prince, continuing this is rolling center. And then from there, the other one was Moses coming back in the lineup over Zapacosta. Appreciate that. Alonso, his 137th match of the season in a row. Uh, midfield triangle, you had Drinkwater, you had Fabregas, you had Conte, and then the two up top, or the 1-1 one, one, as you would, Morata and, and uh, Hazard, obviously. So... I think, surprisingly, uh, Conte resting um, Captain Cahill at this point. Saving so, him. Saving him. Yeah. Saving Jonathan, 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 Jonathan. Saving him for Tuesday, I think. Yeah. I think he was just rotating, wasn't he, really? Other than Luis, who I don't think will ever play for Chelsea again. Oh, wow. Wow. The hardest take of the night. He's taken the mic. He's taken the mic. He's not. He's had an appalling row with Conte. And, uh, no. yes, who was a... Jonathan, is this from Blue Squirrel? This is not. This is from. This is and Blue Squirrel and Blue Cheese, who is me. I've <laughs> <laughs> got a bit of rhyme. Uh, You're <laughs> He's smelly and old. I've got a lot of maturity about me. And lovely on a cracker. Well, actually, yes. Very, very nice on a cracker. But it has to be a certain cracker. Anyway, where were we? Louise here, Jacob. I think I've advertised Jacob's cracker. Jacob's <laughs> crackers, no shit. Yeah, all right. Obviously, plenty of other brands of crackers which are also available. <laughs> there are obviously other crackers also available, but also are decent. Can you get on with Louise? Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got, I got went off on one. She it's what I have to part with. <laughs> 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 it's less about Louise, it's more about Christian's Apparently, um, uh, the incident occurred because of uh, he accused. Um, uh, Conti of being racist against the Brazilians. Uh, um, yeah. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, hot yeah, news, yeah. Jonathan. And there was an enormous row. And, uh, allegedly, yeah. by the way, allegedly. for any lawyers who yeah. yeah. allegedly, <laughs> I'm actually making this up. <laughs> and um, uh, and, uh, and also, he, he blamed Conti for not handling William properly. And uh, he also were. blamed him as regards to oh. tactics against Roma, and he resented being taken off. And they almost came to blows. Because he was shit. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, actually, he's playing quite well in that game. Because he's playing, he's playing midfield this time. He's playing front. So uh, that is the news. And uh, he won't play again. And uh, he's off to Madrid. Recoup. Uh, he nah. yeah. uh, so basically what? started a coup and it failed. But tonight it's bugger Louise because he wouldn't get back in the side now anyway because Christmas is. He will not have a reign like Hamlet, thankfully. But uh, Christian, yeah, Christensen will uh, will be quite the the stellar defender for us for probably uh, yeah, the next uh, future here, which will be quite wonderful.
I, you know, I was intrigued by the lineup in some respects because, you know, I mean, one of the things that's been on my mind recently with, with Conte is I think that he's basically decided over the last maybe two, three weeks that he's going he's gonna to rotate that side, and I think he's going to do it every game. <laughs> I think he's going to do it horses for courses, and I think he knew that, you know, we should beat Newcastle nine times out of ten. And it was interesting to see uh, that, he, that, he, that he did mix and match it, but... Uh, I've got to say, um, you know, look, we talk about the game as a whole. I thought we were absolutely dominant, but it, it did have the air at times that it was going to be frustrating, like Swansea was. I mean, going 1-0 down to Newcastle was not on the agenda. And um, we were so dominant, but we still need to put those goals away, don't we, Brendan? Yeah, I think the beginning, obviously, is a bit of a slow start, some misled passes, things weren't really flowing, and it was a couple of just unlucky bounces that went against Chelsea's way. Maybe a handball, if you want to throw that in there. Well, oh, hang on a minute. I, I, I thought it was a handball. From, I mean, I, I'm right up well, in the Matthew Harding upper well, at that end. You put it a handball to me. I was up immediately. We were West End upper, so we're on the opposite end. I will default to you. It just it looked like very awkward, and it came off at a weird angle. The players didn't react, and, and that kind of makes sense. I mean, none, none of the, 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 were there many players? I don't, I don't, I was so pissed off and up going mental that I didn't really notice if any players were like appealing for handball, but were there? I don't think so. Not really. No. So, uh, okay, right, right, right. Handball or not? Handball. Handball. Yeah? Maybe. Yeah? The room has spoken. Okay, we'll do this the, we'll do this the kindergarten way. Hands up if it was handball. Show of hands. That works really well on radio. It's all right, I'll tell them what the result is in a minute. Hands up. I'd say the majority is it was handball. My hands are up. Yeah, Jonathan, double, double dare for Jonathan. I mean, I, you know, I thought it was handball, but Brandon. It was, it was without a doubt, a slow start to the match, coming off a midweek match against Swansea. It's slow out the gate. I think from our perspective, giving up a goal, you knew that Conte has instilled in these players to go after it, chase it. We aren't going to settle for a draw or anything else. And we actually got that. I feel like today was a good showing that we got a response after going down 1-0. Yeah, we did. Uh, it wasn't yeah. Dave's best game. It wasn't Conte's best game, but there's still enough. Um, Conte or Conte? Conte, not Conte. You say Conte, I say Conte. I say Conte. <laughs> There's a difference. There's two different people. I say tomato, you say tomato. Conte. 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 Nick, we haven't heard from you. Um, I, you hang on, before I, the uh, brain fart, fart moment there. Um, I think Brandon's right. I think we got back into... I mean, we did, it wasn't even though we, we weren't in the game. I mean, Newcastle was so abject. I never felt for one minute that going 1-0 down was going to be a problem. But Brandon's right. We had a really good response. And I thought Hazard's second goal was an absolute cracker, of course. This was the exact game that you needed Eden Hazard to play his best, and he was absolutely outstanding. I mean, he showed up today, carried the team, especially through that first goal that I think we desperately needed to kind of feel like we were back in. And then... From there, his, you know, I mean, just worked his magic. I mean, he... Better in person. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, watching him in person, he, the, the lateral movement that he shows when defenders right up on him, he'll just take the ball and do whatever the hell he wants to do. It's incredible. Um, and, you know, certainly moved through the game. Uh, got substituted early because he deserved it. Deserved a little time off. And you know, I think we're here now because of him. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought... I mean, Hazard had an absolutely worldy game again, and I, I think the, the beautiful thing, we, we moaned about him, I don't know about you guys, but we moaned about him on the Chelsea fancast for a while, saying that he, he, he just doesn't, for, for a guy who has the talent that he has, 
he just doesn't seem to grasp matches by the scruff of the neck. But I think in the last month or so, mm -hmm. he's been doing exactly that. Yeah, and I mean, apart from the, the brilliance that he shows, I saw a tweet from a, a, a very respected friend of mine, actually, Kelvin Barker. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But Kelvin actually put out there that... Uh, he thinks that Hazard, on that kind of form, is the best player he's seen in his lifetime at Chelsea. And Kelvin's been watching. Kelvin's been watching in the 70s, so you know that's praise indeed. But that's what we want to see. But apart from the brilliance, it's that taking the game by the scruff of the neck, Alex. I just have to point out that according to the scouts, Mohamed Salah is the best player in Europe. Yeah, look. Are they deluded? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Um, <laughs> can, I, can I just say about Moses? It's good to see Moses yes. back. Oh. Yeah. 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 I forgive him for not being entirely match fit, but I do not forgive him for short sleeves and gloves. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be stereotypical in any way. But I am disappointed in you, Alex, because I don't see you stereotypically as a, a lovely lady. But you have made a fashion statement there. He's from Croydon. It. It's not like he's okay. from the Caribbean. It's not fashion. It's not fashion. Wear a long sleeve shirt. He's got a Croydon hairdo, though, hasn't he? Or wear a short sleeve shirt and no gloves. You're full Alex. because your arms are still cold. Alex, what were those Croydon hairdos? That the one where they all put their hair up in a knot? Croydon face. Croydon face. He has one. He has one. He is from Croydon. He's not from the Caribbean. He doesn't need to wear gloves. He needs to man up. All right. Can I say he also showed up Zapacosta? Yeah. Because he's so far superior. He's got a bit more steel to him. I, I think he's a good player. I thought he was terrific. To make you realise actually how when you play Zapacosta, who makes you know puts in a good shift, but tends to. But you know, we said this. We said this last week. The problem with Zapacosta is, in fact, it is not Zapacosta. It's Ron Mayle from the Spark. Yes, <laughs> And this team is too. Is <laughs> Enough. Uh, Dan, we need to bring you in because we haven't spoken to you for a while. Um, I'll be interested to hear what you're saying. Dan! 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 Once is okay, twice is yeah. taking the piss. Um, Dan, what, what do you think about Moses? Because again, he's another player that seems to like divide opinion at Chelsea. I, for the love of me, don't know why. I think he's great. Class. It was uh, quite. Which Dan? Which Dan? Which Dan? Dan. 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 Well, I think we all kind of had an opportunity to see him work off a little bit more of that rust for the first 10 to 15 minutes. But once he did, the, the take-ons yeah. that he was putting forward, yeah, yeah. the movement on the ball, the ability to do some defensive work as well, where he would kind of pause and hold up play, kick the ball around, give him that, you know, the defenders and the everyone else an extra five to ten seconds to move, was exceptional movement from him today. He had a fantastic second half. Yeah, the second half that he had was absolutely brilliant. And uh, the cross that he delivered to Morata for the goal, was so much pace. Exceptional. Yeah. And I just thought also that Newcastle training half time was so abject in the second half. Didn't have any interest in attacking. It was almost like damage limitation. Yeah. It's very nice to see him also with Alonso was basically out of nowhere, you know, no man's land. 
Victor Moses and Fabregas kind of working together on the side there, kind of really pushing the ball forward was uh, was excellent to see. I know I know Nick though was uh, right. was struggling for about the first ten or fifteen minutes. We're with gonna embrace. Yeah. We have to have an honest moment here, Nick. Yeah. No look. Nick, you were you were harsh on Victor Moses. It has to be said. It has to be said that he was shit in the first fifteen minutes of the match. Uh, he was working through some stuff. However, he really grew into the game, and I'm proud of him because it's tough to come back from an injury. Brandon was telling me, like, if you, he, he got mad at me. Brandon yelled at me for the first time ever today. He's like, if you don't let him work it off in a match, he's never going to work it off. And I think he worked it off today. That's a fair statement. Yep. Right. Uh, one of the things that uh, absolutely pissed me off today, and and does uh, actually, to be honest, most games, but I've got to say, Kevin Friend. Kevin Friend. Hey, better hush, please. We're trying to do a podcast here. Kevin, not my friend. Kevin. 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 And what a woeful referee. I mean, Jonathan, as as people who listen to the fancast will know, is actually a qualified referee. I am. Which is why we always say on the show. The referee's a wanker. No, we would never, we would never ever do that. I don't think you've ever said that. I no, think that's really cruel. I just made that up now, Jonathan. But I mean, I've got to be honest. I thought Kevin Friend today was absolutely woeful. Uh, um, the number of penalties we shouldn't could have had. I mean, I know we got one, but you know, the number of fouls committed on Hazard. I mean, that foul. I don't, I don't know who it was from the barcodes, but that foul on Hazard, he just basically took him out. Yeah. Which was all... Also thank you. The foul by Kevin Friend on Fabric. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Took so him right out of the game. Red card, violent combat. In the old days, we used to do a thing called the Fannies, and we have salary moments, and that would have been it's important. an absolutely definite one. You know. But he was absolutely woeful. So, Jonathan, can you... Tr- can you take this into the mind of Kevin <laughs> Friend? Sorry, Kevin Friend. <laughs> well, I just thought a lot of the time he, he was they, the linesman and he kept looking at each other because they couldn't work out who was going to make the decision because they couldn't really, but no idea what was going on. Um, well, uh, he just seems to want to play on. It's that difficult thing lots of refs have is they want to keep the, the game going. He did a very yeah. good decision when um, he actually did uh, an advantage. He gave a very good advantage when he pulled it back. And that was top refereeing, actually, and suddenly in the midst of it. But he, once again, he didn't protect Hazard. When the penalty, the basis when he was actually chopped down in the area. No, no one. Well, um, Oliver, is, is it Oliver? Oh, yeah, he, he's not. United. He has been good yeah, last year. Yes, that was But yeah, but otherwise, uh, they've all got this. I don't know, it's also with Morata. Yeah, what worries me about Morata is that. If he goes down easily at the beginning of a game, you yeah. almost same, think same. the referee is then going to say, actually, he's just he's, he's, he's not he's cheating, he's just yeah. falling down easily. No, but if he thinks he is orders. falling down easily, he should give him a yellow card, because that's the law. So, I've uh, seen him actually like a bona fide penalty on Morata against Swansea and today as well. There was at least one that mm-hmm. I think was Stonewall. Yeah. There was the one the he was dragged half. down on yeah. eight minutes yeah. against Swansea. They got and the same the, call on the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Crazy. I don't know what he did to Kevin Friend or Kevin Friend's wife to make him hate him so much. But all the referees seem to have a problem both with Morata and Hazard. They seem somehow to think that, that they're, uh, they're simulating in some way. I don't. I just don't get it. I'm is Hazard the hardest guy to ref in the league? Is he what? Sorry. Is Hazard the hardest guy to ref in the league? Well, I think because he's so he's, 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 he's clearly yeah, and he's clearly a class, such a class act. But he's, if all he needs to do is be knocked off balance, and it's a foul. But, uh, Brandon. So my my question is: There's actually reported that like the club, like made an official appeal to the FA saying you need to protect his arch. I'm an outsider. I'm asking you guys: Do you think that the club would actually make that request, saying referees need to take better, pay better attention to Hazard? 
If not, he's leaving to Spain. He'd be silly not to. I'll, I'll answer that first. Um, the simple answer is yes. I mean, because I, mean, I mean, he's going to get kicked out of the game. I mean, you know, I used to play football, not a very high level, but if, I did. I did say not a very high level, Andy. It's quite the case, you know, Rock, Rockley under eights, I know, is not quite friendly. You were know. 15 at the time. I was. <laughs> Yeah. Dan was the sub. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, the bottom line is is that clearly they are targeting Hazard. They are trying to kick him every game. And actually, my biggest fear is not the frustration that you see like today when he was clearly going forward and in a goal-scoring opportunity and getting hacked down. My biggest fear is that he gets injured. And we know that he has, you know, some sort of a weird love and fascination for Real Madrid. And I can understand, like Ronaldo did before him, we've talked about this on the show many times, haven't yes. we, that we can see him going. I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of worried about Chelsea uh, going to the, uh, the PM, what are they? Premier League? Pigol or something. Pigol. PMGOL, that'll do. I am worried about... Yeah. I'm worried about them going there, because actually I think the bloody-mindedness of that institution will just mean that he will get less protection, and that's what I worry about. Alex. I, I don't think, I think if Chelsea have gone to them and said, you need to be nice it's a hazard, that's just sad. If they've gone to them and said, you need to make sure that the letter of the law is being applied evenly to all players, and mm -hmm. by that you meaning that you need to, I mean, we, we see it, we know what they do, they take it in turns to foul him, so mm -hmm. that they don't get penalised and carded for it. And the referees need to be on that, and they need to, that's all we should be saying, is that you need to be aware of certain tactics that are being employed Absolutely. against... Not only Hazard, but potentially yeah. against Sanchez when Arsenal play, or uh, there are a few players of superior quality in the league who aren't allowed to play football because of like nasty tactics. And you need to, as a whole unit of referees, sort that out. Not please be nice if you are, man. So actually, in the U.S., it's called the Hackershack. We see it in the NBA all the time. They will continuously foul a player who's terrible at free throws because they won't score any points. They'll rebound and go down the court. Uh, that's. It's being addressed in, in the U.S. as well, and I think it's a totally fair thing, like you said, not just Hazard, the top players around the league. It's not like Hazard's got a reputation for diving or simulation. He's generally a really you know, good player. He doesn't dive. He doesn't go down. So it's, you can't ref him based on the fact that you think he might dive. He generally gets fouled week in, week out. And you see the state of his feet and his ankles after every match. Do you know what really pissed me off? I mean, talking about this targeting, we saw it against Liverpool the other week. Where, I mean, people who are my generation may well remember this. Jonathan, I'm sure, will. Tim is in here somewhere, Tim Roll. Uh, remember the old dirty lead side? Their, their modus operandi for playing against decent players was they would, they would tackle them or hit them in turn. Rotational Ro fouling. Rotational fouling, thank yeah, yeah. you, Tim. Normal advice, you know, yeah. It was, wasn't it? And, and actually, I, I thought that that's that what... Bribing referees. That bribing referees, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else can we sling at them, Tim? We'll be here all night. Yeah. We'll be here all night. But I, I actually got a sense that Liverpool were doing that uh, the other week. You know, different people were taking Hazard out on different occasions. And it really pisses me off, but there you go. Brandon, I did grab the mic from you there. You said like you wanted to say something or bring Nick in? Yeah, no. So, I think the problem is... Yep. That Hazard is too uh, nice about it. Like he's in, in the last couple of weeks, you've seen him kind of throw up his hands and be like, "Come on, guys! Like, what in the actual fuck is going on here?" But he, he's actually he's just too passive of a personality 
where I think when you look at Murata, who's been pretty feisty this year, to be fair to him, mm -hmm. I, I think he gets a better reaction he, out he of him. Given anything. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Like Just two different approaches, yeah, right? Yeah. But Hazard's been kicked for four and a half years yeah. now, and so... It's like Ramirez, I don't know if you ever saw Sorry, the YouTube video of Ramirez pulling his sock down and showing him the scars on his shins yeah. and all the bruises and the lines after the game that he literally would be cut to shit on his legs. And I think it's the same with Hazard. I think he needs to be a lot more forward with the referees, too. I think part of it, unfortunately, is going to be on him to fix the problem, and I'm just not sure if he wants that or not. Oh, fuck. Oh, my goodness. It's actually officially powered by Guinness now. <laughs> For those watching in black and white, I've just managed to knock my entire pint of Guinness over the... Gear. Can we get this man another pint, please? Yeah. The show <laughs> stops until I get a pint of Guinness. I will. Actually, I could do that. Hang on, you said about licking... I am that face. Wait, 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 because that's got to be a Facebook photo. No, too late. Oh, the, moment, the moment's passed. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is, uh, sorry to grab the, the, the uh, mic off Nick, but, uh, you know, I noticed something, I think it was the Swansea game, actually. I, I, I wasn't, luckily, I, I was l unlucky to not be there on Wednesday because I had to work, but um, I did notice that at half-time, Fabregas was absolutely in Swarbrick's ear. Yeah, the, you know, and, and that's what you need. You need the captain of your team. You need the leaders in your team to get in these referees' ear and say what's going on. And he was complaining not only about the time wasting and all that, and then the other the offside about Hazard being kicked, wasn't he, Alex? He was, but Fabregas, not Cahill. Well, I know. I agree. As well I agree. He's no leader. They can be passive. He can, but he can also be really feisty. It turns me on the other way. Anyway, chaps, I, 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 don't, I don't know about you. I'm sure there'll be more football to talk about. Uh, yes, exactly that. Brandon was reading my mind. I think it's time that we uh, paid attention to a blight, or was it a blimp, that arrived at Stamford Bridge, or returned to Stamford Bridge uh, this afternoon in the form of Rafael Benitez. We don't care about Rafa. He don't care about us. All we care about is Chelsea Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. And I mean, I, I said this when we were doing the intro the show, to the show earlier. I, I'm really seriously displeased, as uh, some Oscar Wilde character said once upon a time, a long time ago, because I, I think there's been a huge amount of revisionism going on with Rafa, and people are like trying to pretend that he was okay, and he was alright, and he did a decent job at Chelsea. Um, did he fuck, is my answer to that. Uh, I'm sorry, but I, I don't care if you disagree, you, you can disagree with me in a minute. Um, bottom line is, is that I, I, feel the really, I really do feel the need to set the, the record straight here. When Rafa was uh, appointed as the manager of Chelsea, and, and Robbie Di Matteo, a, a massively loved uh, player, and manager at Chelsea, he won the Champions League. We were in third position. When Rafael, the fat Spanish waiter Benitez, left Chelsea, we were in third position. So he did a great job of moving us absolutely fucking nowhere. Okay? 
The thing that pisses me off most about Benitez, I don't really care about the plastic flags and the lack of passion that he's allegedly supposed to have said. For me, it was all about the fact that the club knew damn well that none of the supporters who made it very vocal that they didn't want Rafael Benitez joining the club, they appointed him anyway in spite of what we said. It was a real two fingers from the club at a time, at a time when they were all un already under dodgy ground because it was around the same time as the CPO land grab, wasn't it? Yeah. So, for me, that was the biggest problem with him. And that's before we talk about the turgid negative football. That's before we talk about the fact he managed to lose away to West Ham, lose at home to QPR. QPR? Draw 2-2 two 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 with Reading when we were 2 Draw 2-2 two two with Reading. Lose to bring John Terry on. Yeah. Brought Denver Barr on instead. He in yeah, he tried to end John Terry's career. He uh, he lost 2-0 at home to Swansea when if we'd have won that match, we would have won the League Cup without a doubt. But uh, the other thing is, a lot of Chelsea supporters I know, bless their hearts, forked out a lot of money and went thousands of miles to go and see Chelsea play in the World Club uh, Cup final. Yeah. Uh, then it may, we may never, ever get to that tournament again. And we had a chance to go and do what only, I think, Liverpool and Man U have probably won it, haven't they? You know, but to join that elite in world football... And he blew it by one of the most insipid, tactically incompetent net displays I've seen by a Chelsea manager. Well, yeah, it was up there with that, wasn't it, actually, Dan? So, so don't give me all this bullshit about how good he was. I mean, OK, there were some highs that season. There were. I mean, the 5-1 away at Leeds was great. The 8-0 at home to Villa. And yeah, he won the Europa Cup, but as I pointed the out, some, at the verb are, which Martin is, is still that that when I die, that that match will flash in front of me as, as one of my highlights. I I love that, but you know, um, as I pointed out to somebody at the CFC UK store earlier on today, it was Rick. It was actually Rick Glanville who was just sticking up for him. Rick, you're wrong, even if it is your birthday. Um, <laughs> you know, I said, well, how many goals did Rafa score in the Europa League campaign? Uh, none, to my knowledge. So I would say the players won that cup final, but maybe I'm just being a bit spiteful and challenged. Who knows? Brandon, or whoever's got the mind. I was just going to say, like, I know I don't like him. I just don't give a shit enough to sing about him or to acknowledge that he's even there. That's my problem with the, we don't care about I just, I really don't care. I'm not going to waste my energy singing about it. We've moved on, I accept that. I, you haven't. <laughs> really? <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. It's time, it's time to Alex, now. it was before your time on the podcast, sadly, but I, I remember vividly on the Chelsea fancast, I basically personally wigged out massively for about six months. And <laughs> it's not like the, you. But the bizarre... <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, 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 am, I am like Mother Teresa now compared to what that period was like. But, uh, no, I see that, and I, I went through those highs Slim, and lows. though, Martin, to be fair. <laughs> I went through those highs and lows too, but I honestly just would rather pretend he's not there. He, I don't even want him on my radar. I think there's just too much energy invested in it still when we see his stupid, chubby Rene from Allo Allo face. Have a good shout. First, all I cared about today was three points in a win. You know, Rafa was secondary. I mean, I've vented enough anger and cut enough people who have to spit when he was in charge. He's gone now, one. I've just got to say for the record I'm getting a lot of love on Mixler um, which I'm delighted to say uh, but uh, Bob Oosray the lovely Bob Oosray uh, says he was a twat Bonnie Rig Blues the fat Spanish waiter 
Uh, Kion uh, Carvis, who is uh, the editor yeah. of the. Who was like Bank. five at the yeah. time, let's be fair. <laughs> That's a very good point, actually. It's only, no, no, Kion would have been old enough. He'd have been at primary school. He'd have been old enough. Thank, right. Thankful for you two. Yeah. He says, Hear, hear, Chidge. So I will never let a bad word be said about Kion. He's a hear, hear, And uh, Bonnie Rig Blues, who I love like a brother, he says, Chidge getting emotional here. You can hear it in his voice. He really hates Rafa. No shit, Sherlock. No, it's because he just spilt his mind. Well, there is that. Realise there's a new one in front of him. Yeah. I want the London is Blue Boys to wrap, wrap up their thoughts on Ruff. It'd be really interesting to hear what they have to say. I think. I think, I think you know, I'll kick it off. But as far as my point goes, you know, with Rafa Benitez, you know, he came in as the caretaker. No one looked at him as being a long-term future, a long-term successor. He was quite honestly just sitting in a warm seat. Losing Di Matteo was heartbreaking. He was brought in to. Enable Torres, which was Abramovich's purchase, which we know, and he still didn't even really do that. So as far as I'm concerned, he was there to do one thing with Torres, and it didn't come off. I think he was hoping. He was hoping to stay, though, wasn't he? He was. Uh, of course, he was hoping. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was. Uh, but he wasn't hoping to end up in Newcastle, was he? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 did you read that apparently looking forward to be uh, greeted well today on the ground? He's deluded by those uh, those really grateful Chelsea fans. He's deluded. Fans. Who? Who would have greeted? Who? What was going to happen? Did we, was he going to be cheered? Or he the best thing he did today was sitting down so that Conte had extra space in the technical area to dance around. That was brilliant. And his bad kick. When he, when he was here, it was one of the most poisonous kick. times I've ever seen at the it club. It was not nice to be at matches. No. It was not nice to be the at atmosphere. that game. That was a terrific game to be at. Yeah. Really no, I mean, it just sucked on TV, you know, back home. It just sucked to see, you know, all the signs, you know, all the hate. It was... A difficult time for for those who were supporting the club to support the club's vision at that point, which was, I think actually that might have been a reset button for the club, saying like, if you mess with the fans on this level, there's just a whole bunch of shit you're going to take, and how about we do it differently, and I think that's worked out okay. I was just going to say, I just remember what Jonathan said, actually, and, and then there was no doubt about that, and that's the other thing that I really got pissed off with, is that he was basically, he got appointed to Chelsea and he was being an opportunist. Now, I have no problem with that. You know, he's a professional, and, I, you know, I've been there, I've done that, I've kind of, like, taken opportunities when they've ruined themselves. I have no problem with that. But let's, let's be honest here. You know, he, he, there was, I, if you remember that there was a sense towards the end of the season that the only thing he really cared about was the opportunity to win a trophy to make his, sorry, a trophy, to make his CV <laughs> look good. He didn't give yeah. a flying fuck about Chelsea. He didn't care about our clue. He didn't care about us, did he, Dan? Or our clue. Or our clue, yeah. no. No, but um, I think when he played Man City <laughs> in his first game, and that was, because Dave, Dave Sexton died as well, yeah. the booze and that was just, I've never seen anything like it at Chelsea, the absolute toxic hate for that man. Was just, I've never seen that before. But the, but the other thing was, I mean, one, my abiding memory of that year, actually, bizarrely, was that I, I, I haven't seen Chelsea supporters unified so effectively for many a year. I mean, and actually, the, a lot of the games were a lot of fun. I mean, everybody rallied and united against him, didn't they? Can I just say as well that for those of you that really hate his guts, there's a thing now that he managed us, he managed Liverpool, and how much money did he spend when he was at Liverpool? He managed Real Madrid, and now he's at a club where literally in the summer transfer window he gets given £20, so I'm like, don't spend it all. Chardin. <laughs> Chardin Freude. Anyway, look, talking of Madrid, um, we, should, we should move it on, shouldn't we, boys, really? Um, you know, there's all sorts of uh, kind of stuff we could talk up. I mean, you know, line-up changes would be on the agenda, how important it is to win and, and top in the group. But actually, well, let's talk about that first, and then we'll get on to what it's going to be like for you guys, because I think, I think 
I think Dan yeah. has seen yeah. one yeah. before. Yeah. Tel Aviv. Yeah, at home. Yeah, Stamford Bridge. But I think Nick and Nick and Brandon have never been to a, no. a European night, as, as we like to say in Liverpool. One of those famous European nights at Stamford Bridge. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so under the lights and everything, you know, five times. You know. But, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I get excited. My inner scouse comes out. When it's really but uh, it is it is quite something, and I really want to hear you talk about that. So, but before we do that, can we like talk about the actual game? Yeah. Brandon, how important is it that we that we win uh, on uh, on Tuesday and top the group? Well, I think the obvious things are if. Unless you're Arsenal, winning your group is important because you won't play Barcelona in the second second round or PSG or whoever Byron. it may be. What? Byron. Or Bayern, you know, obviously. So I think that, you know, winning the group is also a statement. Um, uh, we were kind of going to this as, as a bit of a group of death. You know, I think that it, people expect more out of Atletico that we haven't seen. But Atletico have still done, you know, well to make it difficult for this group unless you're Karabag. Um to me, the, the way I look at the match, absolutely, is that Conte made very obvious decisions today that he wanted to rest key players because he is expecting to win this match against Atletico and go top of group. No excuses. Antonio Conte is a serial winner, and the lineup reflects that. And that's what I think from today, moving into Tuesday. I think the fact that Atletico need to get a result. Yeah, they're going to come attack us. That'll work perfect the way we play. And they need Roma. Like yeah. they needed two things going for them. Yeah. yeah, so that's that second half on Tuesday. If they can see those posted scores, you know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they do. If if Roma's up sure. against Carabag, I mean sure. that second half. Might so be so as we're getting from the answer saying it'll be really interesting to see the Roma Carabag game. It's played earlier. They post the scores. Atletico are going to go into the match knowing what the situation is. But again, you know, communicating to the players. What you know, Atletico are going to be way more focused on what else is going on besides just their match. They're going to have a lot more. Maybe they can run out of steam under uh, yeah. Simeone because they're, they're not the team they were last season. They do seem to like that sort of intensity. Um, and I just yeah. think the way if they have to win, they're going to be very aggressive. Do you think that we'll do the three-four-three so we push them back there, where we push our outsides back, or we go three-five-one-one because Chelsea look a lot more solid that way. We go three-five-one-one, but not to sit back, not the five-three-one-one, three-five-one-one. I think we'll sit back yeah. and we'll just we'll kill the counter. Fair enough. I think Key was leaving Cahill out today. Cahill's going to play on Tuesday, obviously. He's done the Champions League final on one leg and won it. So he's certainly like. Well, he's in Cahill on one yeah, leg. Well, I don't yeah. Think, yeah, I don't think Lewis is going to play any part yeah. whatsoever. But yeah, I see what you mean. He's, yeah. he's putting the um, experience back. That's why I think William didn't start today, because I think William will probably start. So three four three and Pedro and Pesce. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, auto correct. Auto correct. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're absolutely right when you say about the players that were left out. Today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe truly um, that if you look at Antonio Conte's record, he doesn't play for a draw ever. Uh, and so if, if you're thinking that on Tuesday we're just going to go out and kind of play around a little bit and, and maybe maybe eke out a draw at home, that's just not the way he thinks. Uh, if it's a draw, it's going to be carnage. Uh, he's, he's going to hate every minute of a draw, I, I guarantee also, it. I also think given that we've had um, yeah, the game bookended between us and Newcastle West Ham, I think he feels that whoever sees us at Newcastle West Ham will be enough to win. Whereas top of the group is really key for. Uh, well, not only that, Dan, but if we if we do come second, I believe that we may face a PSG or Barcelona. We can only 
we can only get if we finish second, I think, because of the rules about... Well, you can't play in yeah, any English and teams. And they're all gonna, they're so we can yeah. only get PSG, Barcelona, or Besiktas. Yeah, that's right. I mean, how many times have we had PSG in the last few years? Far too many, far too many. Well, we had Barcelona the same way. And I don't think I'd fancy playing them, actually. They're looking quite good. They've got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, but I'd worry about getting PSG. They've had the Indian sign over us for the last couple of times we've played them. Anyway, um, what I'd like to talk about really um, with these lovely London is Blue boys is is really what it what it's going to mean to them to be at their first European night because they are they are special. They are very special, aren't they? Well, you don't know because you've not been there. But I think that's what I'd like to kind of throw out there to the amazing local fans we have here is we're going, I've never been, we've obviously have seen, we see the Champions League theme, we see the Heineken commercials. <laughs> right? Wow. Thank you. That was on cue. We didn't even need it. Brandon has complete control of this audience right now. That's what I've learned. He's got a meeting out of his hand. You know, and, and to me, so we know it's going to be a Tuesday night match in the evening. Um, I guess we're looking forward to it. We think it'll be a little bit more electric. I know that the group standing. We, we don't have to take off work to watch That's it. Which we is don't have to nice. pretend we have a meeting. Yeah, right. No personal <laughs> time. No fake doctor's notes. Exactly. No so I guess real quick, do any of our our you know our season ticket holders? What's the Champions League night like? What should we pay attention to most? that's different than a normal Premier League match. Wow. Yeah. No pressure, son. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Buzz when teams come out and the thing is played, you know, where a game is still like, oh, this is the Champions League, yeah. it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, the referees, maybe not as, as good, you're from fire, This season? Not as good as What? The problem is, I think, on the continent, on the mainland continent, you know, you so much as, you know, push a pair, you get sure. straight away. Right, the referees sure. are a lot stricter. Yeah. It's when you meet the friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It was fantastic. You know, it, it's, it's great you come together. It actually means something rather than being a dead rubber. So, you know, the UEFA, we played Roma. The fans were fantastic. I mean, they made so much noise from minute one. So that's the biggest difference. The UEFA fans are really like, they love it. So, no, it's a great experience. Well, I was here for um, seeing Macab Tel Aviv lose. Uh, it was a 4 0, and that was a fantastic night. Clayton Beerman hooked me up and made Who? sure. Clayton? I'm not, sorry, I don't know him. No, I don't know him anymore. Dead to you. We love Clayton. Clayton. I know I'm terrible. Uh, but he hooked it up, and it, it's a fantastic experience to get to uh, watch your team play at night, to uh, win in Europe, and to, to put a, you know, a little... So you, I, I, think I missed that. You went with Clayton to a match. Well, he, he, he hooked up the ticket. He hooked up the ticket. Okay, I'm reeling it back in. I know, I know. Clayton's <laughs> magic. I still reckon the best, my most enjoyable... Football night ever was that Napoli game when we were all in the three one that atmosphere was the best ever ever been to a game. And also the um the the forty Barcelona when John Terry scored. That was that. What about Vicenza? Vicenza. Yeah. Bruges was great as well. Bruges. Yeah. And Liverpool. Yeah. And Liverpool. Yeah. 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 yeah, diving yeah. header. Near I don't remember anything yeah. about that. Yeah. Lampard's penalty. Yeah. 
I don't remember anything because whoever was standing behind me in the Matthew Harding Road was smoking some serious spliff. And I was just out of it the whole second half. I just remember goals going in everywhere and having to go home and find out exactly well, what I, I was I was sat with, uh, believe it or not, uh, a fan caster from the past, Mr. Darren Mantle, for that match. So I was right behind the goal and the Matthew Harding upper at the front. And uh, it was just the most intense mental match I've been they to. Actually, I think. The first leg was amazing as well, where we went 1 0 down. It was yeah. Torres, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. then Branner with his two goal, Branner and Bannerman! Coming out of there and just finding anyone yeah. wearing red and but just the, pointing the, the, in their the stand, face. The stand was shaking. I mean, yeah. we did the whole one step beyond afterwards. Yeah. But yeah. the actual Matty Harding upper tier. It was moving. I mean, Tim was probably there, weren't you? Do you remember that, Tim? Yeah. But it was moving. It was like, like one of those cantilever bridges. It was All I remember is, mental. you know the flags they give out? All I remember is going to the 24-hour Tesco afterwards with the munchies and trying to make Messi was on the front of the Brown soccer thing and uh, trying to make him kiss the Chelsea badge for about two hours and I got thrown out. Anyway, uh, we're going we're gonna to move this on a bit because uh, uh, earlier on today... Um, Obviously, there was a football match. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we're all here. My, minor details. But even more important than that, as some would say, is one, of the, one of the great things about uh, you know being a Chelsea supporter and kind of getting to know everybody and all of that, uh, and particularly the wonderful Mark Worrell. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Who I think is without doubt in a in a in a club with so many superb. Uh, writers. It, it, it absolutely astonishes me how many talented writers we have who are supporters of this club. But Marco is the shining light and the beacon for all of that, and particularly with all the publishing that he does. But as you all know, because we've been mentioning on the show uh, for many weeks now, he's just come out with a, a new book called uh, Chelsea, or Carefree, Chelsea Chants and Terrorist Culture, which is co-written with, Mark, uh, uh, with Walter Otten. And those boys had a book launch, but uh, it wasn't just... Uh, <laughs> The, the singing book, as I'll, I shall now refer to it, Tim. Uh, we also, of course, had it was like a little book launch for your wonderful, wonderful. I have to get this right. Uh, diamonds, Doherty. What? No, it's I always get it wrong. No, that's the other book. Wrong book. Wrong book. Diamonds, dynamos, and devils. Yes, yeah, the dynamos that always gets yeah. me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But I mean, again, we, we've had Tim on the show months ago. I think when we were doing the uh, the uh, the crowdfunding for it. But it was a chance for you to, to, to give it a proper launch, which basically means in a Chelsea pub having a few beers, right? Indeed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for these boys here, I mean, I, I said to them before they come over, I said, the best thing about you coming over this weekend is that you get to go to the book launch, because that is it doesn't happen every week. And they really are quite special. We get all the usual faces there, and they're quite fun. So if you could explain why the book launches are special, I would be delighted. Well... As I say, my book came out some months ago. We had the main launch where we... My book is about six years of Chelsea under Tommy Doherty from 1961-1967. And in um, October, we had a, an event in Ascot with Tommy Doherty and three of his ex-players, Barry Bridges, Bert Murray and Ron Harris. And we sold plenty of books. And Doherty, Doherty was a fantastic rock on, rock on tours, told loads of stories. Today was mainly about um, Mark and uh, Walter's book, which is a fantastic read about Chelsea Chance going from the early 60s, when singing first started, with a book called Alan Garrison, who was one of the first people who led the chance, all through Mick Greenaway, and all the chants from the, the 60s, 
Clifford Webb, who the man who named the shed, who's let us the programme, got the shed named. All stuff about them, right through to now, interviewing all sorts of people who, who've written chants, who've led chants, all these sort of stuff. And the great thing about the book launch was you get people to actually chance to talk to people who were there. I talked to people who watched Tommy Doherty's team play, who'd seen Bobby Tambling, Bobby Tambling was a hero, Peter Osgood's, people saw his home debut, all these sorts of things. And you never meet these people otherwise, so it's fascinating to me. And I, you know, I try and sell books at the um, CFC UK store before matches, and you meet people, there's a, there's a bloke, a bloke called Andy, whose first game was Huddersfield in the Cup in 1964, and Jonathan was there as well, and he talks to me about that game, and he talks to me about how he great fan of Barry Bridges, and he's a member of the John Ball fan club, all this stuff. And you just wouldn't get this unless you met these people. So, it's great to meet people. Obviously, it's good to sell books, but the great thing is the interaction. You realise what the, the history is like, and, and how much it means for people. Even people who weren't alive, to be honest, when, when Doherty played. So, I think that for us, like, being Americans, and to be quite honest, uneducated, because the Premier League didn't come to the United States until 2005, 2006, when the TV deals came in. So I know a lot of people associate American fans with being Roman Abramovich fans. This, this is not a fair comparison. So I think that what Where I would... Where were you when we were shit? <laughs> Watching basketball. I'm sorry, To be fair, yep, yep. what 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 I would encourage. So we have <laughs> we have bought some books, and what we are want to do is to help provide that outlet to educate the fans, and we just don't know better. And the book stuff that you and Gate Seventeen Publishing and Mark Wall and the team are doing fantastic we will push it out but just to kind of push it out there to everyone like go learn if you don't know because there's some quite fascinating stories out there about this club that are very much pre-roman so i guess for you um you know with the tommy doherty he came over right like we had a very you you not we you had a very exclusive opportunity that came about of this right yeah i mean I, i met him it's interesting actually one of his the last things he did as Chelsea manager was a tour of America and Canada and Bermuda. And unfortunately, Bermuda, without going into too much detail, and Jonathan knows more about this than me, or as much about this than me, it ended in some controversy in terms of arguments with referees. And you know, he came back and he got banned for four, month, four weeks. And it's and on a got... triangle or something. <laughs> he was. <laughs> was it his angle? Uh, <laughs> Chelsea went the old triangle. That's what you like. It was fair to say that he was um, fairly abusive to referees. Openly abusive, possibly racially abusive. Anyway, and he got. That's, that's the reason he left Chelsea. But the thing about Doherty, when he came in, the training consisted of people running round. There was a greyhound racing track around the ground. They mm -hmm. ran around that for a few, for sort of 20 minutes. They didn't have a proper trainer for two years. They didn't have a ball, did they? They, did, they didn't have a ball, no. They just would run around. The manager, Ted Drake, actually said, he said, the problem is, without, uh, we haven't got a proper coach or trainer for two years. He said, it means I have to deal with the players rather than sit in my office. So he'd obviously rather sit in his office. So Doxy came in. He came in as coach under Drake. Things was, he, he told players that they had to do this, they had to do that. And if they weren't training properly, he got them back in the afternoon. Some of them responded to that, be fair to say, and some of them didn't. Drake got sacked, Doherty came in, 
he got rid of all the, the Silly Brothers, yeah, yeah. all those, yeah, the, the classically the Silly Brothers, people he said that the Queen Mary turned quicker than the Silly Brothers. Can I just interrupt yeah, so so and no, just say that, that Tim's book is absolutely fabulous, if you just want a, a window into that. Yeah. It really is, it's, it's, it's top-notch stuff. And uh, and it brought it all back for me. And um, but and he's he's a really terrific writer, and it, it's very evocative, and also an emotional book for me. Reading an, an era when I was just I was little, but nonetheless, it made a huge impression. And the uh, um, the love that you have for the team as well just comes out all the way, Tim. So I really do take my hat off. It's absolutely brilliant. Book. Would say that it's available on Amazon. Yes, on Amazon.com Amazon. <laughs> dot, dot yeah, and Amazon.co.uk. It's available. It is available. No, no, let Jonathan do the voiceover yeah. for it. Yeah, which, what do you want? Well, how much is it on the oh, Amazon? It's, it's available on Amazon.com. I can't remember the price in the It's available. Yeah, the actual can you do a Tommy Dockey person? Yeah, that's the way I like that. He's very like Bill Shanks. So anyway, anyway. I said to Chopper, I said to Chopper, get your leg tackles and early. It's not bad. It's not bad. It was very good, yeah. Also say, what we're hoping to do, Doherty is 90 in April. What we're hoping to do is to get him on the pit. Persuade the club to get him on the pitch before a game in April and then do an event with him which probably doesn't help our American listeners, but we hope to do an event with him after a match in April. We can set a trip up. If you record it. No, yeah, no, it will be. If we build it, you will come. <laughs> <laughs> but his affection for Chelsea was is very clear. You were there on... Yeah, uh, he's brilliant, bloke. He loves brilliant. Chelsea. Yeah. It's interesting, all his ex-players, Barry Bridges, mm. who fell out with Doherty, left the club under a bit of a oh, cloud. But he loved... He loves Chelsea. They love to Burt Murray, another one, got badly yeah. treated by Doherty, yeah. loves Chelsea. And it's just fascinating how, you know, 50, 55 years later, these people still love the club. One reason they do, and I'll tell you a little story about Man United here. Every Christmas, ex-players who play more than 20 games for Chelsea get a, a £300 hamper from Harrods, right? And that includes ex-managers. And Harrods is, you know, top-notch shop, and it's delivered to them, and they get it every Christmas. Tommy Doherty's daughter wanted to go to a Man United game for her birthday with her, with her husband. So Doherty wrote to Man United and said, you know, any chance of sorting out tickets? And they wrote back and said, Mr Doherty, as an ex-manager, and he, given that he won them the FA Cup, he got them promoted, he bought a fantastic young team for Man United, we're pleased to be able to offer you a 50% discount on two <laughs> tickets. This is, this is a true story. Oh, shit. Shit. And you then see... What, the, what Man United, how classy Man United are about treating ex-players, yeah. and how Chelsea are. When Doherty goes to, when Chelsea play at Man United, Doherty is sorted out for tickets by Bruce Buck, and he goes in a box, you know, because he lives, he lives near Manchester. But Man United, he won't touch them, and they won't, you know, they're not Thank goodness that Chelsea have this attitude yeah, now, indeed. whereas under Bates, oh, under Bates. it was completely no. the opposite. What you Free need world. to realise is that Bobby Tambling, a lot of his treatment, I think, as I understand it, when he was very ill, was paid for by the Chelsea past really? players trust. I think even people like Joe Fascioni, who um, Jonathan would remember, and only played 20 games for the club, yeah. had a hip injury, Chelsea paid for that. They, they do a lot of stuff that never goes on, on the radar. And you wonder if Man United can't even sort out two tickets for a bloke who won in the FA Cup and got them promoted. What, what, you know, what do they do? So I think Chelsea get a lot of criticism, including from me in the past yeah, week yeah, yeah, over yeah. an incident involving a train back from Liverpool. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what I would say is that in terms of looking after ex-players, they are head and shoulders above almost anyone else. But it's on, it's, it's on an American model. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's on an American model that they're trying to do at the moment, yeah. which is as with uh, um, American Halls of Fame. And uh, yeah. Yeah. this is the approach that they're having. Yeah. It's very much more that uh, it's a it's a family. Yeah. Let's let's make um, and the, the fans love the love the players. Let's keep them coming yeah. in. But the other the other nice thing, Jonathan, is is that you know we we me you and Tim particularly will will remember that actually under Bates it was a very 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 different story. You know, a lot of the ex-players were completely uh, banished from the club. So Literally banished. No, no, they were. They were. Yeah. Yeah. He Peter said Oscar. they were freeloaders. That was yeah. what Bates said. Yeah. Well, you know, so, so well done. Um, uh, Tim, I think we, 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 we... Unless you've got some more questions for yeah. Tim, yeah? I thought you might. So, so, I mean, just real quickly. So, the, the book that came out, I think, Chance, Terrorist Culture, can you kind of just give us the quick kind of synopsis of, not necessarily, like, why should we read it, but it's like, what... Are we missing out, which thankfully to you all that have came with us, you got a little taste test today of what goes on in the stadium. When do people stand? Yeah, when do people get right excited, on. right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When do people cheer? When they're the sober guy? enough to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not always. Part of it is that because you've supported them for so long, you, you, you almost know, know what songs, right. what, what things are going to come up. So, and if somebody starts, starts it off, you can, you can sing along to it, apart from I don't, of course, because I sit in the East. Oh. No, 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 no. Jonathan, you have to protect your voice. I know I have to protect my voice, because that's what I do. But also, my manservant whispers the song to me. <laughs> So, so I guess for us, as we're pitching this to this audience, because I'm going to push it hard when we get home, um, what is this book kind of just instill in people? What can we learn from it, and what are we missing out on that? You all should come to London to watch a match. What you learn from it is, is, the, is the, I think it's more about the passion than anything else. It's written by two passionate supporters. Anyone who's met Walter, anyone who's seen Walter in action at, at home or away games will know what I'm talking about in terms of the passion. Um, and it's, a, but it's the history as well. It goes right back. It goes back 50 years. All the songs, where they came from, when they're sung, songs that have lived and lived for 50 years, and songs that lasted only six months and then sort of died away, like the, the anti-Raffa songs lasted nine yeah. months, because that's how long... We don't care about Raffa, we don't care about us. It's a timber bones. Yeah. But the song is like, his name is like Tommy Baldwin. Oh, For those who don't know, was a Chelsea forward from the late 60s and early 70s. Swap with George Graham. Yeah, he was swapped with George Graham. George Graham went to Arsenal, and, and we, we got Tommy Ball. But the fact remains, he left Chelsea in 1974. At away games, the, the, his name is Tommy Ball. He's the, the leader, leader of, the of the team. What team? It's still football. Team that the world has ever seen. We'll kill the fucking lot. I'm sorry.
Sorry, Tim. That's one of my favourite songs. That, that, is, that is a great song. So that's why. And what you get... The sales pitch done. You get, <laughs> and you get the, the, the Hey Jude's... You know, la, 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 I won't do it because I can't sing. But we just survive for now. Or Geordie's, as our friends from the North said. 49 years. What, 1968, Hey Jude, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's 49 years. That's been a staple song for Chelsea. But what you get is the songs that come and go. There's, there's, there's stories about the people who wrote them, how they wrote them, where they wrote them. I mean, Walter's managed to track down people who wrote songs I'd forgotten about that were written 25 years ago and, and, and talked to them about. It's just a great read. And my book, obviously, is fairly niche. It's 1961 to 1967. Theirs is... From talking to Alan Garrison, who was, who was leaving singing in 1964, right up to now. Anyone who wants to know about the culture, of what it was like to go to games, where songs came from, why they matter, <sighs> I, I can I heartily recommend that book. Was it cool? Yeah, 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 definitely. It's Carefree, Chelsea Charlton Terrace Culture, I think. Yeah, right. okay, okay. And it's on Amazon. We bought three copies there, signed by Mark and Walter. Yeah. We will resell them for triple the... No, I'm kidding. We'll <laughs> Available on eBay very soon. <laughs> as I said to somebody, because uh, Walter is, as, as Tim said, one of Chelsea's most lovely blokes and an incredibly talented writer in his own right, but some lab was... Uh, I think it might have been one of the guys here, actually. It was either Sean or Jordan. You're here, aren't you, chaps? No. Oh, I think they went no. to take a piss. Yes, they are their sons. Well, so they missed their moment. <laughs> Never, ever, ever go for a piss while the show is on. Particularly if you're mic'd up. Particularly if your name is Chief. But I said, yes, indeed. But I, I said to them, I said, you know, get, make sure you get... There's a stain on your trousers, sorry. <laughs> I looked. That was the, the frightening thing, is I looked. But uh, I said to them, I said, make sure you get it signed by them, because you can flog it on eBay for a lot more. Yeah. But, uh, well, in the case of my book, less. Because it's <laughs> 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 you have to sell it as likeness. Yeah. But anyway, for those out there who really are interested, and I'm sure you are, and so you should be, uh, both Tim and uh, uh, the carefree Chelsea Chance of Terrace Culture by Mark Warren and Walter Otten are uh, available from Amazon uh, for twelve ninety five, I believe, on Amazon. They're also available on kin Kindle. Yep. For the locals amongst us, uh, Tim, I know, will be manfully uh, at the store every game before Christmas flogging yep. the books, and he will sign them. And he's right. It's an abs. I, you know, I've been waiting for Tim's book. Well, I mean, I've known Tim was writing it for several years actually. Now, four years. But, yeah. yeah. But when he finally finished it, and I was so excited, and I've been waiting. It's, it is really like being a kid for Christmas. And I think actually, judging from the reaction that I saw on Twitter about the arrival of Tim's book through our letterboxes, yeah. people were literally waiting and taking pictures of it the minute it arrived. And I tell you what, yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. If you think about it, but it's well worth it. He has done it's a it's a real it's magnum opus. It's of a wonderful it's era as well yeah, because it, it is, set it up is, absolutely. everything that yep, followed absolutely. on from it there. modernised Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 It's not because you're in it, Chidge, no? Um, I don't think I'm in it. <laughs> you might be mentioned as one of the backers. Oh yeah, I, I did. No, I, I got to mention as being one of the backers. I'm on a bit of a roll at the moment. I'm in I'm in the Working Man's Ballet as a backer. Yep. Uh, yours as a backer and uh, the Carefree book because apparently uh, this is not not a good reason to buy it I hasten to that but apparently Marco was telling me that there's a bit on the fact that we used to sing Strolling on the fan card no actually I, I rephrased Murdered Strolling <laughs> yes Strolling just Strolling enough no let's not do it again I'm actually in the uh, the chance book 
Are you? For a song that... Ooh, it's a corner! No, no, not that one. No, that's <laughs> not in it. Neither is Nana Nana Hey Hey Kiss Him Goodbye. Oh. Which is such a shame. It's Banana really, Armour, isn't it? I really enjoyed... No, it was... Um, Steam. A, Steam, well yes, done. Yes. Well yes. done. Five, five, <laughs> points, five points to you. <laughs> and uh, it's hit him on the head with a baseball bat. Oh, I love yeah. that! Hit him on the head! Hit him on the head! Hit him on the head with a baseball bat! Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Hit him on the head! I love that song! Well, I, I, so my last thing is, what I think is unique about this is that it's not media, these aren't mainline, these are actual fans, these are season tickets, these are people that have been going for decades that are giving their perspective, and I think that is what is unique to hear. So, um, I've bought everything, I will be going back to the CFC UK stall on Tuesday, <laughs> buying the lot, taking them back, if you want me to bring something back, I will save you the few pounds shipping and bring it, just hit us on Twitter, at London Blue Pod, uh, but Chidge. What do we have next? Well, I've got to do one more song because I, I missed that. Remember this one? Um, if you like a lot of aggro with your football, join our club. Remember that one? No. I do. Yeah, I remember that one. And the other one was, if you go down to the shed today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down to the shed today, you better, I always forget. You better go in disguise because Jeremy, the sugar puff bear, has... Gaffer, help me out! There you go. Well, the thing is, the thing is, it's in carefree. Ch yeah, yeah. Buy the book. That's the reason to buy it. Just to remember the song. What? It was there was a battle there. In in Millwall. Yeah. I found Chelsea there. In Mill, in Millwall. That's the one. And you see, when people say, and this is, this is for my, the lovely Americans that we have in the room with us, even those that are talking while we're trying to do a show. <laughs> this, when, when, when you get pillocks out there, as you will, as many here as you will in the States, and I'm, I'm sure about that, you say, oh, Chelsea ain't got no history, have they? And in fact, I saw this on David. David, by the way, the lovely David, who I haven't said hello to yet. He is the genius behind the best Chelsea website, apart from Chelsea fan club, obviously. In the no, US. No, no. Ours is bollocks compared to his. Check the We Ain't Got No History website. Yes. I've never, I've never had the chance. I've never had the chance to say. We, we can make the introduction. I know. Well, I've never had the chance to say this to David. I am very, very lazy. I'm, I'm so lazy that I had a website for nearly ten years and never put anything on it. The only website that I would ever read to, about Chelsea was, was David's. It is that good. And it's really lovely to see you here, David. You're my boss, and I thought he was 30 years older. <laughs> seriously. I just look younger. <laughs> He's actually 75. No, we've only ever conversed by email, and seriously, I thought you were going to be like in your 50s or something. I'm not sure that's a compliment. I think she's, she's chatting you up, David. <laughs> be afraid. Be very Give him a kiss, give him a kiss, give him a kiss. Lots of wrong words. Yes, I guess. You're the one that sends us down. So David, is it, is it, I, 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 I do think though, just to interrupt for a second, David, you were telling us that uh, some of the commenters on the no History have mentioned uh, they can't get away with the same stuff that Alex gets away with. Their yeah. pieces. Yes. There's been a, there's been a couple comments uh, highlighting highlighting. Uh, Damn. <laughs> <laughs>
Can I just list some of my favourite comments so far? There is the girl Apollonia that keeps coming back to tell me she doesn't like the blog. Just piss off then. It's always interesting people who click on articles by art authors that they don't necessarily they don't like, like yeah. just to, I don't know, like hate read? Is I, that a I thing? think this one might have been tongue-in-cheek, but there was the guy that I, I uh, mugged off people with top knots who said that it, I was uh, being critical of um, samurai culture. And then, see, this is not doing any favours for British interpretation of American people. And then the best one so far, one of your readers had an absolute shit fit because I started referring to the press. They were um, the press blurbs last season. And I've started calling them the Red Swarm. And over here, that's because all the red top papers, the Sun, the Mirror, the Daily Star, they're all obsessed with the red teams, Liverpool, Arsenal, Man United. So it makes perfect sense. He went off on one about how I was belittling the impact of communism on the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I went back and responded along the lines of, this is what it is. And he wasn't having it, he just kept coming at me like, I can't believe you would take communism so lightly. Uh, I must admit, eventually I just have to stop. <laughs> I, I just have to say, Alex, what you've got to remember, and I love the Americans, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here in this room if it wasn't for these guys coming over. USA! 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 But I have to say, I have, I have to say, hey! Shush, thank you. I have to say that they don't really do irony very well. They say you do your clothes every week. Oh, one that um, came on this week, I think, who, who had the hump about, oh no, it was, I called one article, I'd have Kante's babies, and to be honest, I think everyone in this room, male or female, would have Kante's babies, if he asked, because he's awesome. Uh, I don't think for Frank Lampard. You would have twins. Well, he came on and said that if he had made that comment about... Um, a girl, a female, then it wouldn't have been acceptable. And I just said, no, but then this is the touchy-feely, nonsense, politically correct world we've made for ourselves. I can get away with it, and you can't. <laughs> well, and that's the final word. <laughs> anyway, uh, David, I just want to say thank, personally thank you. I love your website. I think you do a thank great you. job. Everybody um, come visit. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, we ain't got no history.com. And I also say, you know, in a, in a, in a, weird, in a weird kind of... Well done, thank you. In a weird kind of way, we share Alex. I mean, obviously, we speak to her, you know. She's passing me around. Oh, Mucky! Mucky! I'll tee him up, I'll tee him up, you hit him out of the park. But we obviously have her on the fancast every other week, and we obviously put her blog up too. But I'd be interested to hear what you have to think about this, but I think Alex is writing on football. I'm a huge uh, Hunter S. Thompson uh, you know, fan, always have been, loved his work. I think she is the Hunter S. Thompson, she is the Hunter S. Thompson of football writing. She's that good. Albeit that she's a woman, obviously. You know. I think that's a little before my time, but... Uh... Check him out. By reputation, I'd say, sure. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. I don't think she takes yeah. quite as many drugs. I don't think she takes quite as many drugs, but she takes a lot of gin. Only, 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 only,
I, I, I particularly enjoy her work because uh, her voice is very different from mine and most other writers yeah. on the blog. Yeah. And that's uh, something that's we strive to get different voices, yeah. different perspectives, <laughs> stuff like that. So. Yeah. No, you've had your chance. I just want to say back to you. Really appreciate her work. So I guess the point of my being on We Have Got No History is to give a voice um, if you're not there. And actually I had a really sweet message from a guy this week that said he first went to his first game in 1960 with his dad and went for decades and decades, but he's now crippled with uh, arthritis and can't go to games and that he really liked it because all the nonsense. Because some people are like, what's all the crap about what people are saying to each other and what everyone's singing? But he said it actually makes him feel like he's being there, which was quite flattering. Yeah. But um, I'm going to do it the other way around next week because uh, I hate East London. We have a fiery, fiery passion. My, uh, oh, East trip. London! No, we can't, we can't do that. No, no, no. My first trip to the Olympic Stadium was the cup game where the oh, yeah. fighting kicked off. My second trip was Guns N' Roses where they ran out of like alcohol two hours before Slash drank it all. I sat down with Charlie and we were like, where can we go to watch this game that isn't so shit? So, uh, New York, I'm going to watch it at Legends. The Football Factory. So I'm going to be there at 2 o'clock in the morning next Saturday to watch Chelsea play West Ham. Welcome to Is there anybody in here, any of you Yanks, have you been to the Football Factory in New York? No? Yes? No? Yes. None of you? Yes. Yeah, Nick has. Nick. Yeah, so my sister lives in New York, and oh, so I've been a couple of times, and we yeah. fucked all the way. Yep, exactly. So Alex is in for a cracking night, isn't she? Morning. 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 I mean, it's New York, so you basically just go until you can't go anymore. You know? You just kind of keel over at the end of the night. It's a great, it's a great venue. Right, okay, we've kind of, uh, we've kind of, uh, gonna, gonna wrap the show up, really, by, um, We've got two things to do, really. One is that... Uh, raffle. No, there's no raffle. <laughs> <laughs> raffle out! Raffle out! We don't care about raffles! They don't care about us! All we care about is Chelsea FC! I only come for the meat raffle. Here for the raffle! You're only here for the raffle! He's trouble, that one. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. 
There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football No, I mean, I thought what would be fun to do. I mean, we do this uh, on the Chelsea Fancast, and I know the guys on London is Blue do it brilliantly every week, and they get a lot of emails in and tweets and social media stuff from people. But we've got a live audience here tonight, and I just thought, well, let's you know get some questions, do a bit of a Q Q and A with you guys. And if you're all if you're all too pussy to do it, don't worry, I have a backup plan. Okay, and this is where it gets to on either end. You'll, you'll ask your own questions and answer them. Yeah, well, I, I do normally. Yeah. But I've actually got Jonathan. I've got a couple of emails that Jonathan can read out. So. Oh hello. Yeah, but actually, it'd be much more fun. Jonathan. Q and A. Q and A would be much more fun. All right. So that's what we're going to do. So do we have? Do we have any questions? Why does it take you back to the eighties, Gavin? He was on Mr. Pitkin. He was, wasn't he? And mind up. Jonathan's showreel. Jonathan's showreel is longer than uh, what was that? Heaven, what, Heaven's Heaven's Gate, about about five hour film. Anyway, enough of me. Right, questions, people. Put your hand up. Ask question. We'll get a mic to you. and We'll try and answer it. Andy's got one. When can we go home? Yes. I really need a piss. Well, it's out. It's always one. Anybody? Any particularly? Particularly? I mean, I'm, aware, I'm very aware that we, we, you know, we have a lot of. A lot of Americans in the house tonight, so and, and gaffer. So yeah, yeah, of course you can gaffer. Well, anybody you like. I mean, me, the uh, Brandon, Dan, or Nick will answer it. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Which way? Yeah, perfect, right there. It's a microphone, right? Steady on. Uh, everyone moans about Chelsea uh, passing from the back. Like, ever, you know, these. Uh, Older guys want to see us just lump it up front. I'm quite keen to see us pass it from the back. What's your opinion? Progressive. Should, should I pass that to the elder of the two? No, you should lump should it more. Lump it. <laughs> lump it. Lump it to change. That's a bloody good question, Gaffer, actually, because I'm, I'm with him. You know, I'm an old school. Just get the bloody ball up to the front as quick as possible. But, I mean, in, in a, I just for, for the CFCEK article I did this week, I basically wrote an apology to Chess Fabregas for being really miserable about the fact that he played for Arsenal and Barcelona, which is why I hated him. And I've suddenly come to realise what a bloody good player he is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, how, and how, yeah, he's got a magic hat like me, you know. Uh, he doesn't drink Guinness, though, sadly. But uh, he's a great player, and, and I love the way that he kind of quarterbacks it, to use your guys' uh, parlance, as it were. And, and, I, and, I, and I love him, and, 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 and kind of... In a sense, that's a bit of a departure for me because I like direct, quick football, no pissing about. And I used to hate Tick Attacker, which, in a sense, Fabregas embodied for me. But I'm warming to it. I'm warming to it because I think when it works well and they play it directly, it's great to watch. 
And the interesting thing is, whilst I've been kind of getting my head around that concept, I've been, you know, looking at a lot of the, I mean, you know, I love Gary Cahill, and I won't have a word said against him, but when he has the ball at his feet, it's clear that it's like a bloody hand grenade. And well, I was going on to that, Tim, exactly. And Corto is the same, and we now have, uh, you know, and in a sense, Pep Guardiola, hate him as I do, uh, is pretty much responsible for introducing the sweeper-keeper, so you've got keepers like Manuel Neuer, for example, who who play almost as a defender, and they bring the ball out of the back, and they, they, they pass it to Kante, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm beginning to warm to that. So, yeah, Gaffer, I mean, like you, I, 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 I like you, no doubt, would stand at the, the terrace and say, kick the fucking ball out! <laughs> then piss them out with it! Yeah. But, you know, now I'm thinking, well, actually, no. No, if you're good enough, you've got good enough players, play it out of the back. Yeah. I know that it's big for Antonio Conte to play it out of the back. Um, what I do think that... It, it puts some, some people in an awkward position, so I'm going to pass this, but I don't know if Marata is the target man to take all the long balls and no. be able to handle it. That's why I think that maybe they don't. Well, Diego Costa? Possibly. Marata? Maybe not as much. Well, then you're going to have a different distribution structure because Christensen taking the ball to the back is way, way different than Louise taking the ball to the back. You know, Louise was the marauder kind of moving the ball forward. Christensen's a little bit more calm, wants to move it left to right, is going to follow a little bit more of that instruction. So I think there's going to be a difference in what we see moving out of the back right now versus what we've seen previously. It'll be interesting when we have a new goalkeeper. Oh, don't say that. When? Oh, no, no. Don't yeah. break my heart, John. Oh, oh, no. because, because the rumor is... Well. Yes, yeah, you see what I'm saying. That all of our team, apart from Morata, are short... And Thibaut can't keep the ball straight. That's he why can't. we don't keep, play for, for somebody who's supposedly uh, is after a, um, a, a, a contract that is uh, the same as De Gea, uh, his inability to kick the ball when he's under pressure is weird. But at the moment, he is looking for a contract exactly the same as De Gea. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Chelsea aren't willing to give him parity with no, it's coming. And So as a, con as a consequence, they're looking around for a new goalkeeper at the moment, allegedly. And also, as well, like we don't have Didier Drogba anymore. That's the big difference. That man can take the ball down on any part of his body and yeah. control it. 100%. With two or three yeah. defenders running him down. Exactly. It was the centre of balance created by that. But um, yeah. Tripod. Exactly. Even with three defenders around him, he would come out with the ball. And I think that's why we kind of thought that Lukaku would be baby Drogba, and it didn't turn out. But Morata. He's really good in the air, but he's not like that. He, that's not his strength no, in the air. He's a different kind of player. Yeah, yeah, he can, he can get his head on it, but he doesn't have the control of Didier. He's more Peter Osgood than Drogba. Well, I watched Peter Osgood a very long time ago. Another question. Let's, let's keep it rolling. I like that. Thank well, you. Sense. Appreciate that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, come on up. Come on up. This is very, we, we are watching Mixler, so, so, so we see you. We see you guys in Mixler. How many beers have you had today? One. A few. How many? I don't know. If you can't remember, that's a good sign. <laughs> Six or eight. Yes. I'm going to go with a very simple question. Just one question I've had myself since we signed him. What do you guys think of Bakyoko? So we had a, a quick addendum to the Bakayoko chant today um, that he sometimes gives the ball away. Never gives the ball away. How about always gives the ball away? Uh, the answer to that question was with the noise in the room. So, Everyone went, ooh. 
Ooh. How about drink water played well today? And How about you speak into a mic? Drink drink water is oh thank you. Drink water is getting better and better yeah, because he's, he's he's been he's been injured. I love it. And, hey, fight amongst yourselves. And, uh, and I think that was the best game he's had. And uh, if um, he could easily end up replacing Bakayoko if he doesn't get his act together because he's not the player at the moment that he was at Monaco. Is nobody taking in consideration the fact that he's been injured? Yeah, he's been yeah, playing no, while he's injured. He's been playing while injured. Go ahead, go ahead. And the problem with him playing while injured is he's not going to perform like he's meant yeah. to. We're expecting him to hit the ground running like he did at Monaco, and he's yeah. not going to do that. He yeah. was asked to play while about 50%. He's done what he's got to do, and now hopefully we've got Drinkwater, we've got Bakayaka, we, we, we yeah. can now rotate, and hopefully the two of them will get match fit and we can start hitting the ground running come the new year and win the title. Woo! Woo! The hottest of takes, we hope that that picked up on Mike. Yeah, basically, basically, I think Bakio has come off quite a bad knee injury. Um, you can't run off after a couple of bad games. No, I'm not yeah. writing him off, I no, just don't think he's... Um, he takes time to adapt, uh, it's a different league. Jogba took a long time to adapt. Like, no, Conte's very good at not playing people if they're not... Well, I, like, I like the fact that he's so, got, you know, he's got the sort of, you know... So when he has a choice, J.K. Yeah, he's got a squad now. He didn't yeah. earlier on in the yeah, season. No, yeah. really I think back will come good. There, there, is, good. there is no doubt that this dude has all the physical capability mm. to make this work, right? Mm. I, think, I think the mental part of the game is what troubles me the most with him. Not, like, not even, yes, but Conte summed him up perfectly when he said he is incredible off the ball. He's, he's one of the best that I've seen in a Chelsea shirt in ages. On the ball is where he needs to work, and that's true as well. On the ball mm. and mentally. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, it's a little bit weird, though, like for a guy who can ride a tackle, you know, I think similarly to Modic, um, who was able to just yeah. kind of robo-arm. Yeah. We, we, we don't care about <laughs> 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 There have been some addendums to songs today, which is good. Um, well, new book, then. Yeah, new book, brand new book. I think that he rides the tackle just as well as anybody else. Just what he does with the ball once he's ridden the yeah. tackle. It's a, it's a little dodgy it's for a guy who's like, as yeah, talented. First season. Yeah. 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 Luis in his first season. Yeah, yeah. He's as crazy as Luis was in his first season, I think. Okay. He's got a bed in. I think this time next year we'll be looking at yeah, a good, Fair enough. very good quality. Yeah. Yeah. This time next year we'll all be millionaires, Dan. He's 23 years old. I've got pants older than him. Oh, yeah. I'll shoot you. All right. Another question from the floor. You have to sing a song before you ask it, obviously. Yeah. Okay, easy. It's like JT, JT's in now, I'm only joking. Right on. So, so my question is, how concerned are we about the, the first five to ten minutes and watching how our uh, wingbacks and side center backs pass the ball back and forth? Like, under pressure, like, how there was a bad anxiety with, yeah. with regards to how they were going back and forth. Like yeah. when we play, let's say other opponents besides Newcastle. When we get pressed, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I have a follow I mean, up on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Answer, there's a follow up. Before we answer this follow up, go for it. Addendums are all over the place. No, I think that there's something to be said about the first like five to ten minutes of the match, right? Like, there's something that goes on, and I don't know what it is, but. 
there's something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something that goes on that, like, we're not defensively sound until we get scored upon. Yeah. And once we get scored upon, then we're going to be all shit sick well, that we need to get until our shit together. Not we get scored, but till we settle, there's all, yeah. seems to there seems to regularly be a five, ten minute bedding in period before we get our shit together is the problem. Yeah. But it wasn't the case. It wasn't the case last season. I mean, we started. There were shutouts. It was one nothing, three nothing, whatever it was. Like we were fine till the end of the season. That it was four one, three one. I think. I think it's a, so. Courtois usually hands his jersey to a young fan. Today he was gone. He was down the tunnel. He was pissed. And I think that that kind of shows you from his perspective. It's not where it was last season, but it, they're looking Courtois, to change. Courtois is a gifted football. He really is. Like. But I think you look today, the first 10 minutes, they put him in a lot of awkward positions. And there is nothing worse than staring down the barrel of your own gun at that point. Why is he not more vocal then? So, so Alex's, Alex's question is, why is he not more vocal in directing the team to pass the ball forward and, and maybe direct a little bit more? That is fantastic. So I got Czech never shut up. The, the arguments him and Ivanovic had, and he's not like that at all. You've seen players yell yeah. at him. You've seen David Luiz get into yeah. verbal altercations with him in the past okay. for not coming off his line. Goalkeepers Union, please answer. Alright. <laughs> 45, 45 seconds of real talk. Courtois is an amazing shot stopper. His reflexes and his agility are off the charts. He doesn't want to go for a cross. He doesn't want to come out, A, because he's shit at coming out yeah, one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah. We saw that two seasons ago. Yeah. He had red card after he had red card. He doesn't want to get hurt. He doesn't want to go into a challenge. He's a little afraid of that. Yes, and he is. And he hasn't adapted because he knows that his reflexes and his athleticism, nine times out of ten, will bail him out. And he doesn't have to go make that challenge that a lot of other goalkeepers will. And that's where he can improve. Yes, it's not so much that. It's when, when he doesn't come off his line to take a pressure off defenders, when he could. Yeah, that's the whole point. A couple of times when you're right. I don't think. I think our biggest problem is we, our communication in the back is really poor. We haven't really organised because Cahill doesn't talk, Asby doesn't talk, Rooney doesn't talk. There's no communication. So quite often there's oh, what do I do? Is it my fault? Is it their fault? Since JT's gone, we haven't had that kind of leadership at the back. Rudiger tackled Courtois tonight. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, but then again, Kevin. Kevin Friend tackled Fabric. <laughs> that was a great tackle. Shoulder, I thought it was a foul. I think he should have bumped it. Shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. Alex. I've made the slightly mean observation before on the blog that I think I agree with you. Courtois is an excellent shot stopper. If it's reaction, if it's gut instinct, mm -hmm. I think he's one of the best in the world. If he's required to think or use his brain, we're fucked. Yeah. Because yeah. he stays when he should go. He punches when he should catch. He's and a conservative goalkeeper. If, yeah, if he has no, to think, that's when it goes wrong. Right, we've got a, a, a weird request, really, uh, from uh, from Mixler. <laughs> and that's that's on your show. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we set the bar for weird. No, it's not that one again. Oh, that one again. Uh, I blogged him. This is Bonnie Rig Blues. And uh, has Dan got the mic? He has. Weird. Bonnie Rig Blues says, Can Dan sing his song about Chidge, the one using the William tune? Classic. Hashtag. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no pressure. Alright. Stanford cheese is magic. He wears a magic hat. He could have struck a cold. But he's a good Guinness in his left hand and Guinness in his right. And when he has another punch, we pistol fucking night. Oh!
sandwiches is magic. He wears a magic hat. He could have had a cola, but he said no fuck that. A Guinness in his right hand, a Guinness in his right. And when he has another pint, he'll be pissed all fucking right. None of that is true, obviously. <laughs> I, I, I have 30 witnesses <laughs> to say none of that is true. Bullshit. 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 I did actually. Yeah, that's true. I see, you need another verse where he throws one over the table, uh, Dad. But there we go. I'll work on that one. That was quite fun. I was, I was, I was both hu touched, humbled, and laughed my cock off when I saw that. <laughs> but there we go. Um, right, um, we, we're about an hour and a half in. Um, one more question, and then maybe we give Jonathan an email. And there's a reason why I'd like him to yeah. read this email, actually. Yeah, no, absolutely. Can, so, he, can he see the email? Well, it, drenched it's, in Guinness. It's, it is. It is. <laughs> he's a he's a professional. Of course he is. He's a professional. Can you manage that, Jonathan? It's the one from Akshay. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you want one more question before? Yeah. yeah. One more question. Anybody have a question? I mean, fuck it. We may have loads afterwards. I don't care. <laughs> so you can sit all, all, all night. As well. You know, we can, we can do whatever we like. How good was Victor Moses? How good was Victor Moses? He passed that flank. Yeah, he was good. He was all right. He's get, He's not fit enough. Yeah, but he'll get there. Oh, right. Right, okay. No, he took him on every single time. He, he, he can Sean, Sean, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Sorry. It's not a zap across the moment today when Victor Moses knocked that ball in for Morata. Why have we got shaking heads? I cannot believe there are people saying Moses did not have a good game today. Zap Acosta, okay, bang average against Swansea, but. Moses today, he did well, and he didn't foul throw. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> he he, 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 he over in the penalty area and got a penalty. Yeah. Exactly! He's, he's, he's making it happen with that, which is fantastic. Because we know Bloody penalties hell. in Chelsea he's, 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 don't necessarily agree quite often. He does dive with a nice form. Uh, uh, so, 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 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Exactly. He started. He started slow today. Fair enough. Like he, he is absolutely close to man match. By the end, I think he had a really good seventy minutes today. Yeah, considering it's his first game back. Chelsea players don't manage seventy minutes. Fair enough. I've got a lot of mates who don't manage. Has anyone played better for seventy minutes then today? Coming off that hand. Hazard. Any one of you Hazard. Apart from when he put his cue on the rack and couldn't be bothered. And he, he uh, couldn't be bothered when he lost the ball and let Moses chase it down for him. I don't know about that. Aiden lost the ball down the left, right yeah. flank yeah. and just stood there and went, right, and Moses chased it down for him. Yeah. And, and that's a world-class player, is it? Part, part, not in my book. Part, part of not that, in my uh, book. And later in the game when he lost the ball. Fight, 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 fight. You cannot lose the ball and let your teammate chase it there. And he literally stood there and went, you go chase that ball for me. Against like two Newcastle players. Right, and that is a hazard. Yeah, I'll sell him tomorrow. Because I want to sell him, get the money, because we'll get loads of money for him. No. And get two players who won't give a shit about Chelsea. Come on. Controversial. I'm happy to stand out and say, Controversial. I think he's a man. Andy out. Everyone out. Andy 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 out.
Whoops! Thank you. Whoa! Enough. Because Sean, everybody, and Sean. Uh, Jonathan is going to read an email, and I, I, should, I should I should preface this. It's become quite a thing on the show. Uh, it's terrible radio, but we don't give a fuck. Uh, people send us in emails um, every week from the UK, from all over the world, and it, they've kind of, you know, basically of their own volition, really, adopted a theme recently, which is like how they found Chelsea. And, and we love it. We love it, hearing, you know, hearing them. And Jonathan's just brilliant at reading them out. And they all tell a little tale of how they found Chelsea. So this is kind of very indicative of the kind of emails we get. And they are worth hearing out. They're great stories. But I think this might touch a nerve with my little chums from over the pond here as well. We're not that little. Okay, my big chums from over the pond. The huge chums. My, my massive chums from over the pond. That's right. Everything in America is bigger. You know. Well, maybe apart from one thing. Oh! Come on, Call me later tonight. That touched a nerve, didn't it? That really touched a nerve. Can you do it in the voice of Mr. Pitkin? Yeah, he can. Yeah, Give him the mic, Alex. Oh, he's going to hold it. You're going to hold it for him. Can you hold it closer to him? When I did Pitkin, so I spoke a bit like that. So no, read, it, read it in your normal voice. Do it in American voice. Hi, Chitch and the boys. This is from uh, Akshay, Traum, Akshay Chowdhury. Uh, hi, Chitch and the boys. I'm over getting this in time for you to read out, JK. You do a fabulous job with these. Oh. Well, that's why I chose it. I'm all hard. And I've been meaning to write in for a while now. I want to tell you my story as a young Chelsea fan from India who now lives in the States. I found out about the world of podcasts rather by accident. I was an Android loyalist for a while until last year when I finally switched to Apple. I honestly didn't even know what podcasts were, but I searched for Chelsea podcasts and found the London is Blue podcast. Shout out to those great lads. They often wax poetic about the Podfather and the Chelsea fancast. Yeah. And for good reason, as I we, we paid him to say that. Yeah. Actually, I think Nick wrote it. But <laughs> and for good reason, I discovered myself once I started listening to you all. Listening to this pod has been a fantastic experience for me. I was born and raised in India. It was back in 2001-2002 that they started broadcasting the Premier League properly in India. I was in the second grade then, so I didn't really understand much, and would just cheer for the red team my brother supported. Still, still pains me to this day that I ever cheered for Manchester United, but I guess everybody deserves a second chance. I was a very casual watcher and would generally prefer cartoons over football, but in 2003 this new Russian owner came to a club I hadn't heard a lot about, Chelsea FC. When Chelsea won the league, I made a loud announcement to my brother that I done watching and supporting his crap team, team and have a new team from now. That's fine, Ashke. You make your own choices, he said, but make sure you stay loyal to your team. No one likes bandwagoners. If you want to support the new champions, then go ahead, but don't run back to United or Arsenal or whoever wins it next year. The joke was on him as Chelsea became back-to-back -back champions, but it was good advice. Why would I ever want to change allegiances? Chelsea were the best team in the world. I find it difficult sometimes to explain myself as a recent fan to more experienced and older fans such as yourselves. If I had a dollar for every time someone said to me, you're a fake fan, Chelsea just have bought success, Chelsea have no history, and other garbage like that, I would be as rich as Roman. 
That always bothered me. Yes, I became a fan after the takeover, but I was no fake or plastic fan. I watched as we stumbled through Scolari's short reign to Grant's, Di Matteo's incredible champion. Try bloody Jeff Hurst. To Angeletti. <laughs> Danny Blanche, Danny Blanche Flower, <laughs> Ian Porterfield, God rest his soul. I watched soul. as Drogba scored in Munich and as Bashwai scored in West Brom last year. I was there through the Anna Cerebris, but let's just try to delete that from our memories. My most exciting moment as a Blues fan came when I was in London in 2015 and Chelsea had just won the league with Mourinho for the second time. I found out about the trophy parade on social media and without knowing anything about London, the tube or even a phone on me that, that worked in England, I left my brother's home knowing this was an opportunity I could not miss. I saw all the players I'd supported most of my life for the first time in person in that parade. I saw the PL Trophy, Abramovich, Mourinho, wow. I remember when I was in the train and how it filled up with Chelsea fans as we neared closer to SW6. I'd mostly seen fans of my own age in India, so I was quite, it was quite a surreal experience to see everyone from 6 to 60 in the royal blue. More importantly, I was a 21-year-old fan who had never been to London before, never watched a football game in my life, but I knew I bled Chelsea and that this was my club as I cried in happiness, watching the players and fans celebrate in the parade. So fuck whatever those people said. <laughs> Finally, on to yesterday's match with Liverpool. I don't know if you're all aware, but Chelsea NBC were doing a fan special in New York City. They released a Facebook post a week back saying that Michael Essien and Ashley Cole were coming to New York yes. with the PL Trophy for a viewing party of the Chelsea-Liverpool game. There were no follow-up posts or any further instructions given, but I couldn't possibly miss the chance to see Essien and Cole. I decided to play it safe and reach an, an, and reach an hour before kick reach there an hour before kickoff, so I'd have the chance to get in. Turns out this was an RSVP-only event. The club had apparently reached out to exclusive fans beforehand. None of this was communicated. Wank, wank, wank. There were no follow-up posts, nothing to suggest this wasn't free and accessible to the public. More than 50 other fans who were standing and waiting there, like me, were left fuming. How could the club mess up like this? However, we are carefree Chelsea. I introduced myself, three other Blues to three other Blues fans, and we went to the football factory, the official Chelsea bar in New York City. Ooh. Being a lazy bum, I'd always watch the games from home, but man, this was an amazing experience. Surrounded by the Blues, surrounded by the best fans in the world, cheering on the best team in the world. Thank you, Chelsea Fancast, for introducing me to the life of London fans. I've loved every episode I've listen listened to, every little snippet of fan culture I've learnt about because of you. Let's keep the blue flag flying high and up the Chelsea. With much love and appreciation, Akshay. I mean... I'd be lying if I told you I chose that email randomly, but it came it, it came in it came in last week. But I think I think the reason I chose it for tonight, and it's a bit of a gamble, you know, getting somebody to read a bloody long email out, a live do with a lot of people in here. But I just think it absolutely sums up what being a Chelsea fan is about, wherever you're from, what being a Chelsea supporter who listens to you guys over in the States every week or who listens to us guys, and, and hopefully both actually listen to us guys as well, and, and what the connection is between us all. So I actually thought that was a really appropriate email 
which absolutely exemplifies the, the, the relationship and the bond that we have as a Chelsea fan cast with these wonderful guys from London is Blue. And I felt like blubbing, so I'm going to pass the mic over. <laughs> uh, no, that is great. Uh, you know, we have interacted actually before, so um, that is a fantastic email. Uh, you could have CC'd us, because that was great. The funny thing is, like, if you go, like, do occasionally, like, a search for, like, you know, Chelsea... Uh, podcast or something, there seems to be this like idea that maybe like we don't like each other because it's a competition. It's not like it's <laughs> no, it's no, this. No, 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 no. There's a, a respect family. and a family that exists uh, beyond oceans, beyond barriers that uh, that brings us all together to support the best club in the world. Mm. Yeah, I, I will say when we when we started our show three and a half years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah! 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 yeah. 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 The West Coast origin of the American accent, of course. People yeah. speaking like that. I'll take the piece. I'm a Texas. Away from Cornwallian. When we started our show three years ago, uh, we, we, we uh, reached out to Chidge uh, to come on our show, and we were, we were happy that he accepted. And uh, they paid me lots of money, Mike. Just, really? Just yeah, ten bucks. Just a tremendous amount. That's his fee, ten dollars. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, I, won't, I won't tell you what you get for that, though. And, and I will never, ever, ever forget how cool he was to us. He gave us a little bit of advice and and was just a tremendous guest. And we learned about certainly about his show and about what you guys have done and. Uh, we're we're proud to be associated, and so this this night has been tremendous. And I just want to say thanks to everyone. I mean, honestly, I think, I think it's just a good time. I, th I think it's just a good time to say, obviously, like, thank you to the local fans here. Uh, there's a lot of people who've been going to Chelsea matches far longer than we've even been watching. And the fact that we have a community to come to and to bring our friends, fans and friends to that educate us, take us under the wing. We just want to say thank you. Um, we absolutely love this. Uh, we want to do it again, but, you know, honestly, just genuinely from us coming here and trying to assimilate into your culture and in your team, uh, because we didn't grow up here necessarily, uh, is a big thank you to you all. So, appreciate that. Chelsea! Chelsea! It's so unlike me to have the last word, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers, there are more pints to drink. We have to go. I know, but that's why we're going to wrap the show up. Because <laughs> I'd have carried on all night, if not for my drinking habit. Um, I just echo everything they said. I mean, it's been a, you know, I, I, would, I wish every podcast in the world was a Chelsea podcast. So if anybody turns up and says they want to do a Chelsea podcast, I'm in, you know, and any help we can give. I mean, we are kind of the old gits of the podcast world, these guys affectionately call me, or well, I don't know if it's affectionate or not really, Very they call me the yes, podfather, yes. which I which tickles me really, oh, I love it. but there are, but there are other guys that are out there, you know, and I mean the Chelsea's been going a long mm -hmm. time, um, you know, we've all, we all started at much the same time really, but uh, if we connect with supporters in some way, then it's that, that's really thanks enough, and I think the fact that these guys do a great job and, and, and really go for it is, is brilliant, and I support them wholeheartedly. 
and it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, do a, a proper show with them, not, not one where we have to Skype. Sadly, the Chelsea fancast has ended up being on Skype because I moved out of London, and it's a great shame because we used to have a lot of fun. I mean, a lot, there's a few people in here, Martin, I can see, through my misty eye glasses, the gaffer, of course. They used to come along when we were in Putney Station, and, and, and we used to get pissed, do a show, and it used to be... That's what, what it's all about, and I think... I've really looked forward to tonight, and I have to say I have really enjoyed it because it's brought all of those yeah. wonderful memories flooding yeah, yeah. back of what great fun it is to sit in a pub, do a podcast, talk bollocks for an hour and a half, Have get some drunk beers. with some great friends and, and Chelsea supporters. Yeah. Yeah. That is what it's all about. Yeah. Give yourselves a pat on the back. Uh, I think at that point it's time to say goodnight and... and, and we always do this, every show, we've done it every show since we started. It's bloody cheesy, but I don't really care. <laughs> I really don't care. So uh, I'd like to thank Dan and Nick and Brandon for uh, you know, coming over here and you know, really helping us do this, because it's all their gear, isn't it? <laughs> pretty, pretty close. Okay. <laughs> I'll, check, I'll check to see what you put in your bag in a minute. But no, I mean, you know, it's, it's been great to have these guys over and to do a show with them in our manner. That's what it's about. So I'd like to thank these three guys. I'd like to thank all of you guys who have uh, turned up, particularly from the States. It's a real honour to have you here. I'd love to thank the people that are, have been listening all night in Mixler. There's some, some of our regulars are in there. They, I, I, I don't, I've been very bad tonight because I've been a bit distracted, so I haven't read all of their posts out, but I've been reading them and, and laughing my cock off as I've been doing them. <laughs> There's been some funny stuff. But anyway, enough. We are now going to go to the bar and drink more. Yeah. 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 That, that is how we roll here. But before we do... Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.